This podcast is brought to you by buckmason.com slash ham. Looking good, John. Yes, it is. You got your hoodie on? How many hoodies do you have? A couple? I've got, uh, let me think here. I've got two Buck Mason hoodies. I got three Buck Mason long sleeves, and I got three Buck Mason tees. I think that's I think that's the situation at the moment. Good. At the buckmason.com slash ham. Go get yourself right now. Free T-shirt with any order. I just got to order. I think of five T-shirts. I got, I got two V-necks. I got two regulars in black. You know, because the one thing with the uh, the white T-shirt, in theory, it should look good. But if you don't have much sun, it doesn't look good on you. Yep. Where the black, it's just a much easier wear. And mm-hmm. then I also got like a uh, kind of a lighter shirt with a with a pocket. Just look like it's kind of oh. in on the internet streets of people wearing nice. it. So, uh, yeah, nice little order. Spend some ca- spend some cash. Uh, BuckMason.com slash ham. John, uh, the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast thanks you for your support. And to everybody else who jumped in on the act, if you haven't yet, go check it out. You go to BuckMason, B-U-C-K-M-A-S-O-N.com slash ham. And with every order, they're going to give you a free T-shirt. A free T-shirt. You want the curved hem, you want the straight hem, you want the V-neck, you want the slub, you want the Pima cotton, whatever you want, go get it. I love the Pima cotton because it's soft, it's smooth, it's comfortable enough to chill in, but you can also wear it out to, you know, out to a little drinking sash on a Friday night and in the dub sea, whatever you want to do. It's about a Wednesday afternoon happy hour. Yeah, (laughs) that happened last week. Or uh, the thing I love about the Pima too, it's got a great neckline on it. Very good neck, stays tight. So I love that. Highly recommend. Uh, I, I think the the feedback we've been getting, piece of advice I would give, we're big hoodies. We love the hoodies. I think their hoodies are fantastic. Um, since I got my first hoodie like three years ago, within the last year or two, they've slimmed up the sleeve a little bit, and I think it's a better fit, so they do a great job. It fits great with the loop back on the inside. Not too hot, not too – just perfect layer. Uh, those order true to size. T-shirt, I would just size up unless you like it snug. So if you normally wear a medium, get a large. You're not going to – it's not going to look sloppy. If you normally wear a small, medium, a large, get an XL. That would be, you agree with that piece of advice, yeah, but yes, uh, yes. God, it's fantastic. Send us pictures when you order. Cause we appreciate that. Whatever you get, you get a free t-shirt. So you want to just get a t-shirt and get another t-shirt. Then you basically end up with shipping like two t-shirts for under 50 bucks. So, uh, and they're really high quality t-shirts. So we love them. We appreciate your support of them. You got so many great options uh, on the site. Go check it out. Do you think the hoodie movement is kind of what the jeans movement became probably 10, 15 years ago when they became much nicer and it became like when we were kids. Yeah. If you were going to go somewhere semi-nice, let alone somewhere formal, it was khakis, nice pants. I'd say nowadays, like even rich older guys, like Joe Lankham, wearing jeans and a $1,000 blazer, right? Right. But you can wear a nice pair of pants. It was a slower burn because I would say like when we were in college, I remember I always used to argue with like older people, like, Richest people in Silicon Valley, they wear sweatshirts to work. But those sweatshirts were probably kind of shitty. It does feel now like if you just turn on, you know, even like Coward will have on guests, right, throughout the week. Brock Hewards or Kirk Herbstreets or whoever from their house, they all wear like, you know, nice sweatshirts. Right. It just feels like sweatshirts are are kind of the new age gene. Well, sweats used to mean one thing. Russell Athletic. And it didn't fit well, and it was sloppy and it just 
had bad elastic and it just looked bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a good call on the jeans. Now there are jeans that cost as much as, you know, you can buy a pair of jeans or a pair of suit pants and the pair of jeans is going to cost more. Right. Yeah. And the same could be said for, for a hoodie. So my recommendation is this. If it don't fit, you must quit. Don't buy anything that doesn't fit you. If you don't like it, if it doesn't fit you, you're not going to wear it. If you don't feel good in it, you're not going to wear it. So send it back. And this stuff we think you're going to like. Agreed. Go get it. Agreed. We appreciate everybody's support. That's the other thing about it. Thanks to everyone that's done it. If you're thinking about doing it, we appreciate that. If you're on the YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. We can't emphasize that enough. We want to keep it growing and uh, we need your help to do it. On the podcast, if you're on Apple Podcast in particular, leave us a review, five stars. That helps out as well. And we thank you for that. And um, in that review, leave us a question. And if you want to drop in your favorite bar, your favorite place to hang or watch a game, whatever, do that. We love to shout places out from all over the country. So do you ever do this if you're not necessarily doing anything, but you're just like, I, I don't, I, I haven't put on a normal pair of pants in a while and you just put on jeans, but you've, but you're not necessarily doing anything, but you're just like, want to feel like you went into the office. <laughs> yeah. Are you, uh, are you wearing shoes too or uh, slippers? I'm wearing Nike sneaks. Nice. Well, I, I did have Roy, my handyman, my, uh, one of my showers went down, but, I, but I easily could have been, it wasn't necessarily because of him. I just, they were sitting there on my table because I'd worn them the other day. And I was like, yeah, I'll put a pair of pants on this morning. You know? Yeah. I like your ankles are looking tan. Yeah. I played a little golf yesterday. Oh, hello. Gus uh, Johnson, Johnson broke Twitter, broke the internet, uh, broke Twitter last night. Was he, uh, he did the Sixer game, right? He's doing the NBA playoffs. Yeah. I, I thought the thing I saw yesterday that was the best was when Denzel Ward signed his contract the Fox college football account put out a clip of Denzel Warden college, which is still one of the, uh, one of the great calls. Denzel Ward crushes a guy and Gus goes, you got barbecue back there and you didn't invite me. I'm offended. It's such a great call. Why? Cause he barbecued. What, what, because he lit the him up. Joke, he just hit a guy hard. So the jo- yeah. the Gus call was like, that's how you treat somebody who has barbecue and didn't invite you over for the barbecue. You got barbecue back there and you didn't invite me. Ohio State gets a lot of guys paid, right? I mean, they're, they, uh, they're probably not too far away from Alabama and their guys getting enormous second contracts, especially after Nick gets his. Oh. You'd have Nick, Joey, Chase Young's an Ohio State guy. He got, he, I don't think he's been paid yet, but he's going to. That's a lot of cash, guy. <laughs> there's, there's a reason they keep humming. I mean, when they when they have Jamison Williams, like, yeah, I, I can't even play here. Now, granted, it's not like he's like, I got to go to Fresno State. He's like, I'll just go to Alabama. <laughs> you know, it's like Alabama. I, they've taken like three transfers the last like five years. It's like they took a guy from Georgia. They took a guy from LSU. They took a guy from Ohio State. <laughs> they took uh, a corner this year, I think, from LSU when Ogeron got fired or whatever. Because he was with a teammate with one of their players. So it's like, clearly, you know, yeah. I'm sure they had lost in recruiting to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come here. The 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 De La Salle guy who had gone to Tennessee, big five-star player, linebacker, I think had transferred. So that's another guy. They, they do pretty well in the transfer portal. Uh, Tyler on the stream says, is it easy to return at Buck Mason? My t-shirt came out too small. I did not size up. Never been a big return guy. It's very easy. It, the thing comes with a, a, it has a printout in the bag. You just write on it. 
this is what I want instead. You send the thing back and they'll send you the new thing. If you're in the Bay Area, they I mean, they've got stores around the country. If you're in the Bay Area, they got two in San Francisco. That's another note. Easy to just go in there. But. I used to be very terrified as an Internet shopper, and I was a much more of a uh, brick and mortar guy. Yeah. And then you realize how easy it is for basically everybody to return. And I would do, I would say my pie chart used to be like 90, 10, not that I'm some huge shopper, but of what I would shop in house, I'd say I'm much closer now to 90, 10 internet shopper. And I miss a lot and I just immediately return. It's not, it's pretty easy. Uh, Yeah, I do too. Uh, I would say um, Adidas gets like a return every two weeks from me when it comes to sneakers. Uh, But I think I finally figured out my, my clean. Are you more of an Adidas guy than a Nike guy? Well, it's just uh, I'm a big Ultra Boost guy, but they only make the there's only a few. And the last time you came over, you had some clean white sneaks on. I was like, I need a pair of clean white. So I got a couple. I've been dealing with Adidas on that. And we me and Adidas finally came to an understanding. We found a couple of pairs that are going to work for us. Um, but uh, hopefully I can wear them out the Niner practice soon. And Brandon, and I, you can I can connect on them. But he's a big Adidas a, guy. Give him a wink. Yeah. give him a, You see these? You can't get these. Uh, Didn't Draymond or Steph one time compliment you on your dress shoes at a Warrior game? No, it was uh, <laughs> it was it was um, David Wesley. Who he he played in the league? I think he was an assistant coach at the time. Oh, he was like the assistant coach on the other team. Yeah, yeah, he was on with like the Hornets or the Celtics. Yeah, I, I remember the player. Yeah, just uh, saw the dress shoes. I think it was. I think that I'm pretty sure that's who it was. The best conversation we had on the sidelines of a Warriors game pregame was with Clay Thompson, but we can't before, reveal the details of that. It was before Clay was really Clay, and I mean, he would never have this conversation now. I, more than likely with someone random, but it was as organic of a good shit talk about a guy <laughs> crushing him that if you said it out loud, people would be like, "Oh shit, yes, <laughs> a, a major." Should we just say the sport and position? Yeah, no, because it'd be pretty a giveaway. I would say it was way less polarizing at the time we had. This was just talking about the guy. Yeah, it's hard to go too far down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, give yeah. it away. You know, yeah, it, it was, was a good. It was, it was the kind of conversation you'd have with somebody in line, uh, like at a coffee shop in 1998 when you had just finished finished reading the sports section. It was just a very casual. Yeah, it, to me, the coolest experience once we started working in radio is, you know, you go to NFL stuff. There's not much, I would say, fraternizing on the sidelines on game days, right? Maybe a little with the assistant coach, if you know the guy. But there's not, like, bullshitting with the players. Where in baseball, and baseball especially, but even basketball, there's a lot of bullshitting. If you know the guys, like, you can just talk to everybody. I, I, I've always been fascinated by the game day dynamics even if you don't sports. know the guys, it's exactly if you just have the balls to say something. If they're in a good mood, they'll You're start just talking. Someone just sitting there on the scores table, like, "What's up, man?" Yeah. You just say something. You just say something. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Where do we start today? I mean, there's so many places. Speaking of nil deals, we have ours with Buck Mason, which we appreciate. Lil John Daly is he going by? He's John Daly too. I like Lil John Daly, but either one works. That's, I mean, that is, what a picture. Because when you think about the pops, obviously Hooters is a big deal. But I mean, I just, I hope this guy's good. I mean, he's clearly like he's playing Division One golf in the SEC, and they're stacked, right? Where, so is he at Oklahoma State? He's at Arkansas. Oh, okay. Where his dad went. So I mean, he's and he plays. I think last year was his freshman year. Um, uh, 
you know, I follow him on Instagram. He's clearly like when they were making a run in the tournament, you know, he boys with dudes on the baseball team. He just seems like a normal college kid, which pretty cool. Like I, I give, I don't know how much, whether his mom raised him more than his dad, but he does feel like relatively normal given his dad was, I don't want to say like Mike Tyson levels, but he was a pretty, <laughs> I mean, I mean, his, he's known if you say notorious, he's notorious. Jump, yeah. <laughs> he, his drink is a drink with alcohol, right? Yes, a John Daly. Which is a fantastic drink, but it's a pretty good NIL deal, is it not? It's a great NIL deal. Do do we know the details of the deal exactly? And by the way, his dad got signed too. So it's a father-son deal. For those of you who are listening to this, it's a John Daly the second signed a deal with Hooters and the photos from the promotional shooter with him, his dad, and Hooters girls. I mean, his dad has a clothing line called Loudmouth. And it's it it's exactly like you would think once you hear the name. It's very loud once you see his clothes. I, I hope uh, little John got a date out of one of those babes. I used to do. I used to back in the day, John. My terrestrial radio uh, mid market days. I was at Hooters sometimes weekly for radio remotes. I uh, I hosted. Actually, the photos exist, and I hope they never see the light of day. Uh, like uh, beauty contests. What's wrong with that? I just dressed like I thought I was dressing nice, but I but I wasn't. What do you think you were wearing? Well, I know what I was wearing. This well, everything was, was too big. Oh. <laughs> I'd say clothes though when we were younger were bigger than they are. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. So props to little little John Daly the little second. John Daly, who's not so little. I mean, he's only he's big. I mean, he's just at least he's probably tall. Dad's probably shrunk a little. He's taller than dad now. Yeah, he, how, I mean, he must crush the ball, doesn't he? I remember him playing in the thing with, yeah, with Charlie far. and Tiger. He, he's legit. Like, I mean, a legit Division One golfer. Now there's a big gap. The tour has to hope that he, him and Charlie are PJ Tour members, right? Yeah, it has to hope. I've heard Char- from what I hear. I know friend of the of the of the family. Charlie likes other sport. Charlie, from what I've heard, is not like Tiger, just like laser focused golf only. Ch- Charlie well, likes playing Ch- other sports. Well, if you do some research on Tiger on the books, Tiger was forced. Tiger wanted to play baseball and wanted to play, but he was not allowed to. So I bet typically you pivot. I know the way I'll parent, I'll try to be the opposite of what my parents allowed me to do sometimes. So so Tiger allows him to play soccer or golf when he or I mean basketball or whatever. When really Charlie just do exactly what your dad tells you to do. Well, I also think don't you think for Charlie, the thing that'll keep him close to golf as we analyze a child uh, is that he gets a lot of positive reinforcement for golfing, right? Like he gets a lot of attention that clearly he has fun golfing but he gets a lot of attention yeah well he's pretty good probably for you he's good yeah he's good he's good but but he just he doesn't seem some there's two ways you can go when you got a famous parent right either shy away from the thing that made the dad or your parent famous or you embrace it and he seems to enjoy it well i think the hardest part is you can never live up like remember michael jordan's kid was just not a very good division one player i think brawny has already been anointed it's going to be very very hard like is he just going to get a courtesy Division One scholarship, or you know the the G League, or is he going to deserve it? You know, it's obviously. I mean, LeBron, Michael, Tiger. I mean, it's just hard to live up to their hype. That's true. Hope he is sweet though. That's a good point. Sometimes you end up playing like one thing that's cool about famous kids, or the you know that when they do the different sport, like David Robinson's kids, wide receiver at Notre Dame. Right when that type of stuff happens, remember Ken Griffey's kid Ken was a wide receiver kid. at University of Arizona. Like when that shit happens, I, I think that's cool. 
Because then you're not really in the shadow. You just get to be yourself. But you do have the famous dad. Or speaking, I guess we'll talk a little about the like the Warriors, like Gary Payton Jr. You get to, you know, your dad is one of the great defensive players in the history of the league. He's a Hall of Famer. Yet nothing's handed to you. You have to earn it. And then you become like some sweet defensive player on a sweet team. It's like a pretty incredible accomplishment. He actually does it the hard way. That's badass. Somebody made the point that his dad was somewhere else awarding the Defensive Player of the Year award last night. I thought he was at the game. Was he at was the he? game? I think so. I just saw a tweet that said, like, GP2 playing like he's mad. His dad went somewhere else to award somebody else the Defensive Player of the Year award last night. Maybe it was game one. I don't know. I, th- I thought I saw him last night, but I don't know. My I definitely saw him game one. But he, Marcus, uh, Smart, Marcus Smart did win the Defensive Player of the Year yesterday, so maybe – does Gary Payton hand that thing out? I, I mean, it makes sense. Who else would do it? Matumbo. Matumbo. <laughs> David Robinson. The I, I still think one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and I, I think I've mentioned this, is uh, Gary Payton, senior day. Gary Payton, too, senior day at Oregon State. His dad was there. His dad's number is retired. Gary Payton wore a different number. His dad wore zero, I think. He came through the starting lineups, ripped off his – Warm up, and he was wearing his dad's jersey. His dad was sitting in the front row. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing. Like, blew his dad away. Like, his son changed numbers to wear his dad's retired jersey for senior day. Wasn't he known in college for just having some epic dunks on people? And just some. Oh, he was a fantastic player in college. He was a he was a defense. He was the two time defensive player of the year in the Pac 12, but he was an all around player. But the but it was hard for him to make the NBA because he didn't have a shot and he's kind of undersized. Was that like the knock on him? Yeah. He's not that big. It's not like a point guard, right? I think he's, but he's found not the six team, six. He's but not, he just fucking not, goes no. nuts. Steve Kerr gets a half chub every time he checks in. Yesterday he blocks the MVP of the league, potentially two time defending MVP of the league, slaps him on the butt as he's going away, and then the guy freaks. Jokic always looking for a fight, man. Which Marcus, I love. I mean, the NBA needs more of that, but yeah, he. I, I understood yesterday's teams kind of gutless. Right, no one's helping him out. The the refs, you just feel like you're not getting any calls, and you just snap. And he snapped, but the the play he snapped on like he didn't get fouled. But I get it, you know. It's just now, do you know that he's been tossed out of two of his last three playoff games? I did not know that. <laughs> so like their game, whatever it was last year, who might have been against Utah. Fuck, I don't even remember. Maybe it was Phoenix. He got t- he got ran. So he's. Yeah, it feels like it was Phoenix. Yeah, I don't think I think the playoffs have been a little bit of a challenge for him. Well, uh, oh, Elliot says Gary did it because Smart tweeted earlier this year it was illegal for a guard to win the Player of the Year award. He's the first defensive player of the year since ninety five, ninety six. So that's why Gary went and uh, that's awarded cool. it to him. I uh, the NBA playoffs are first of all, obviously the ratings will reflect it. I already saw a ton of people watch the Warriors. Better when the Warriors have something to prove. Did you see the Warriors game on uh, Monday night was big, highly rated game? Uh, I think it was bigger than which what the other. It was much bigger than I think it was like over three million. But it's yeah. also unique because it, you know, you have your local market still broadcasting games in the first round, and it's not an ideal time slot because West Coast time when the game was really kind of getting fun, right? It's eight thirty at night for us, so that's yeah. when people are asleep. Exactly, but it was fun. I mean, I, I just, I look at, I was last night I got in bed, I was watching the game seven of the 84 finals because I was just kind of, after watching the Warriors, I was just kind of hopped up on some NBA slash 
winning time Lakers. And it's just, you know, it's fantastic. Lakers Celtics. So good. Um, and, uh, you know, I was just looking at the standings. What get, wait, where was the game? Boston or Boston. LA? That would be sweet. <laughs> yeah, were they chanting, fuck you, Kyrie? To the magic? second the broadcast starts and it's Dick Stockton. It's Dick Stockton calling it and he sounds great. They come on the air and all you hear is, beat LA, beat LA, beat LA. It's just one of the great chants in the history of time. It's 1984 and that place is rocking. That's sweet. Yeah. So just like the oh, what I was going to say is like you look at the standings and you're like, who who are these teams? The, the Grizzlies are a two seed. Cool. Who is the, like this team is supposed to have a better shot of winning the West than the Warriors? Who? Those Warriors? Well, like Memphis, right? They're the two seed. Warriors are the three seed. These some of these teams are not built like teams that have won championships in years past in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, the, the regular season, no one tries. And two, going into the playoffs, Clay, Steph, and Draymond had played a combined, what was it, like 10 minutes, 7 minutes, 11 minutes? Like, they, they hadn't played together all year long. Like, it's pretty clear if these guys had just been healthy, maybe they're not. I don't know what the Suns end up winning, 65, 66 games. Maybe they don't do that. But this team wins 60 games, right? If those three guys just play 75 games, the three of them together, you know, and give them their some of their rest nights. I mean, Steph missed. Clay missed half the season. Steph yeah. missed the final end of the season. And Draymond disappeared for a while with, his back calf injury. And now they're just back and they all look sweet. It's like the championship blood shit and they're kind of feeling themselves. That was, I, I thought that that was as good of a sporting event as I've watched non-football easily all year. That was better than the master. That was badass. I mean, that like 20 minute stretch where it was just basically dropping their pants and just fucking mooning Denver. Like, fuck you guys. And th- how disrespectful they are. That the disrespectful nature is a throwback of pre-Kevin Durant for those two years when Steve got here. It, it, it honestly is like, is this allowed? <laughs> you know, is this, is this, yeah. should this be in the unwritten rules? Like, should you be able to do this? <laughs> How about the disrespectful five for their lineup? Everyone's trying to come up with nicknames. Or just yeah. called the death lineup again. What was the old one called? Hamptons five? Well, there was the death lineup and then there was the Hampton five. Yeah. Death lineup was when they brought... Igadala in pre Durant, and then the Durant lineup was the Hamptons Five, which is an incredible nickname. I, I don't think Hamptons Five got enough credit because the Hamptons is where you go to vacation. So basically, they were like, "Our vacation squad is going to kick your ass." I think it's so, an incredible name. So Hamptons it's the Five opposite and, of being blue collar, right? Like and the death five. lineup. Well, I mean, the, the Warriors are in the most expensive arena, <laughs> true, in, in America, and their owner. Their owner guy had some quotes. If you get a chance, you subscribe to The Athletic. Read Kawakami's article. Clearly, he just talked to him in the tunnel. Lacob was feeling himself. Joey Lightyears is fucking back. If you think he was cocky before, can you imagine if they win the, the, the championship this year? If they win the ring? After he just cut the biggest tax bill in the history of the league? But I'm saying his quotes specifically. And Draymond, who's already him and Steph, he ended that thing with a mic drop like, fuck you. They're kind of out. They're kind of feeling themselves as they should be. I mean, who's beating this? Phoenix ain't beating these guys. Like, I've seen Chris Paul against these guys when he was younger, in his prime. He got fucking worked. Now, you could argue Suns, Devin Booker's better than anything the Clippers had, and that's fair. Who do you think would be favored? Let's just say they both kick ass up until that series, right? Warrior sweep, 
sun sweep next series, both go five or whatever. And then they're both coming in hot. Like they're, you know, eight and one going into the Western conference finals. Are, are the warriors like a slight favorite or the sun's plus one? Uh, I mean, I, I think the Suns are probably a slight favorite, but they're not. They wouldn't be my slight favorite. How many people do you think would hammer the Warriors? At well, like that's plus, the thing is the Warriors would probably move the line, right? I would think so, yeah. Because you wouldn't make them like a plus 150 underdog, so you'd make them like plus 105. But think how many the other people thing would is by that. The, you're right. By the time we get there, if the Warriors have won eight of nine or something like that. But what if the Suns are doing the same? I just mean the Suns are kind of. I don't think there's much it. room between where they are and where people, they just are what people think. You know what I mean? You the, can Warriors can, ask. the Warriors yeah. can close that gap to kind of what they are versus what people think they're going to be. Maybe it would be even money. It would be a sweet, probably be the sweetest series. Cause I think for the most part with Kevin Durant, the series now, once injuries happen, it changes obviously, but if they were fully healthy, you're like, they're not going to lose. And they never did when they were fully healthy. This one would feel a little bit like that OKC 73 win. Like, this is just going to be an incredible series. Now, that it turned out to be like one of the most legendary series in the history of basketball, <laughs> right? With Clay hitting those shots and they were down 3 yeah. 1. Yeah. But yeah, sign I, me up for that. Uh, amen. I think when you go back to going back to your disrespectful point, I think there's a difference as entertaining as the Durant teams were, and they were fantastic. I wouldn't. You wouldn't, and on one sense, you wouldn't want to trade it, but on the other sense, it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to win, and it removed some of the drama from the whole thing in a weird way, right? Yeah. Whereas when you kind of have a little bit of people betting against you, it it just raises the stakes a little bit. Seeing people bring up the Rocket series, but I'm pretty sure Iguodala was injured in that series, and then the second year, and they played the Rockets again. Steph, Steph was hurt, and then Kevin Durant got hurt. But true, I mean, they did almost. They were missing Iguodala. They had to. How many threes did the Rockets miss? 44? 43? About 20, 27, I think. It's <laughs> a lot. Historic. I mean, the Sixers, I would say this right now. Between how, many, the Sixers, how, many th- how many threes total you think in the uh, 84 playoff series between the, the Lakers and the Celtics? 27 total, you think? Well, in like the half that I watched last night from bed, I, there was like one missed. Yeah. Every other shot comes from the paint. Kareem kind of lumber around, or does he look sweet? Uh, Not lumber, but he's not running as fast. as One thing you can tell right away when you watch it, this is like Larry and Magic's fourth year in the league. Like, yeah, Larry's kind of stiff. <laughs> Larry can run straight line, but he's not. You go, yeah, I could see why that guy's body just had a hard time as time went on, because he's not. He just looks Larry was stiff. a bad. Larry didn't look the part, but he played the part. He absolutely played the part. I mean, he absolutely played the part. Um, we also got this today. Breaking news from the uh, Panthers, John. Stam is your starting quarterback. Here is uh, Ben McAdoo. You look at Stam as your starting quarterback. Sam is our starting quarterback, yes. One minute, 37 seconds later. You know, one of the things I've been working on is being better talking to you people. So, you know, announcing the starting quarterback here, I just put my foot in the mouth. So I, that wasn't something I should have said. He's got good hair flow. I mean, first of all, he looks, considering the hair that he used to have. Can you do that look? I don't think so. My hair doesn't sit like flat like that. My hair gets like. Because if you could, to wavy. me, that the Quinn Snyder kind of has a little bit of that going. And it is, yeah. to me, that's the hair look. Should I try that? I, I, but you don't think you have it in the bag? I don't think, I, I don't think my up? hair would sit that. 
flat. Do you think once he showers and it dries, it just lays down like that? How does yeah, he? Some do people that? just have some people have thinner hair. That thick hair doesn't. He's just you know. Yes, this is just something I didn't, as a as a as a male, I did not understand this. Women always talk about this. I don't have that type of hair. I don't have this type of hair. In my hair. I never quite understood it. It took me years to realize I have whatever type of hair I have, and they're just things I can't do with it. And I don't think I can. I don't think I can do that with it. If you could do it, I should. Because Quinn Snyder, now he also looks like he's done about 17 lines of blow, has slept four hours in the week and not eaten a meal in four days. But he has fantastic hair. I mean, I, I would put Quinn Snyder's hair right up there with McAdoo and Brad Pitt. The difference is Quinn's looks like it has a lot of product in it, whereas McAdoo's just looks like whoosh. Yeah. That's where I always give like Greg Pop a lot of credit. His, his hair is just whoosh. It's just light and easy. Do you think McAdoo, and I'd guess he's late 40s, maybe 50, colors or is natural just that color? Because his beard's getting Looks, a little gray. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I I bet. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look. I'd have to do a little study. I'd have to look a little closer at it. But Sam is our, Sam's our starter. Starting I mean, I'm, he's not our starter. People are making fun of him for that. You're making fun of him for that. Well, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the Panthers depth chart? What's he supposed to say? PJ Walker's got a shot. You don't think someone told him mid press conference to pivot. You think it's a great question. So it was a minute and a half between the pivot. Uh, My guess was, why don't you tell your theory? I'd like to see the whole thing. I think the PR person probably slid him a note. Like you should probably backtrack on that. Could be. My theory was he's he's been in New York. He's, he knows how these things work. He kind of played it out in his head as he sat there. He's like, oh, shit, hold on. And he's not the head coach. You know, like the G- the the owner's not walking around going, this guy can't handle press conferences. He's the he's the OC now. He's just like, hey, guys, by the way, my bad. And he just moved on. I don't know what – I had no problem with what he said. Like, Sam Darnold isn't camp going to – someone's going to throw some passes soon. Who's going to be their QB1? Well, I just think it gets back to a couple years ago when the draft approaching and you have a high pick and people think you're either going to trade him or draft a guy. You know, Cliff Kingsbury was the worst. And it wasn't just Cliff. It was the GM. They were adamant. They kept, like, doubling down. Like, guaranteed, this guy's our quarterback. We're building around Josh, and we're going to win with him. And then it was like, all of a sudden, boom, Kyler Murray, and then he's traded, like, 10 minutes later. Yeah. It was... It felt like a little over the top. Like, do you guys need to do this? Remember Josh showed up to like this period of time, the two weeks leading up, and he's just working out, and they're like, we love this guy. A little yeah. weird. But that's not, that what, was, that's not what McAdoo said. No, that, that yeah. was – I think people thought that was a little dirty. Like, you could have just been like, hey, man, just stay away till we figure this out. I don't know. Like, today, Baker didn't show up. Like, it's pretty – you know, it's pretty clear. And the Browns tweeted out QB1, Deshaun Watson. Do, do you rival. think looking back, Cliff and, and Kime didn't have the ball? Because at this point in time, like as of today, five, four years ago with Kyler, they knew they were drafting Kyler. Shouldn't you just tell Josh? It doesn't hurt his trade value. Yeah. Well, And also, you have the number one pick, so wh- who cares? Yeah. If you have the third pick, you're trying to fake somebody out. Okay, but you have the number one pick. You're just going to draft Kyler. Kind of a scummy move. And look at what they're getting. You see today? You see, we'll get into Debo, who also ain't showing up. Kyler? Yeah. And a few other Cardinals. Doesn't, doesn't it feel like he's the ringleader? But not really, I guess. No. Very weird. I don't know. I said that, but then does people even like him? Uh, they just like, does Cliff have a control? What's going on there? I don't know. You know, as you would expect, there was a report like, you know, Cliff, Cliff knew this was happening. This is the way it was going to go. But it's never ideal. 
It's never ideal. So, I mean, we had this, uh, we we can dive into Debo with this conversation. We got to get to Trey, but so Tim Kawakami, as we uh, got ready to uh, start this show, this is what Tim Kawakami, oh, that is Ben McAdoo. Let's try this again. God, his hair looks good. This is what Tim Kawakami tweeted. It's no surprise, but I've been told a team to watch in any possible wide receiver trade talk around the draft is Houston. Houston has the third pick and the 13th pick in the first round. 13 seems like the one in conversations. That, of course, would include any potential Debo interest. Debo for number 13? You know, the Niners wasn't too far long ago that they once traded uh, not a guy on Debo's level, but a star player for pick 13. And at the time, you, I, and I would imagine the majority of fans applauded the move because it felt kind of like an elite Belichickian move. It felt like a Belichick meets Billy Bean. It was just a no-brainer. It's like, yeah, I'd trade 13 for DeForest Buckner, especially when you got to pay him a lot of money. And let's face it, it kind of backfired because the guy that they used that pick, now it was weird because they didn't have any other, like a lot of other picks, and they traded back a spot and they used one of the extra picks from Tampa, right, to get up to get Brandon Ayuk. So it's not... There are more variables to it than just strictly Kinlaw, who now, as we predicted, was a lock to get some Instagram videos coming out over this period of time. I didn't quite expect for him to double down on the Niners saving the guy's life, basically. Uh, be the only guy that believed in you. It's like, Javon, you were going to get drafted in the top 20, whether it was the 49ers or the fucking Texans. Someone was picking you. Like, you were a big-time prospect. But I, I do think under no circumstances you can do this without – 98% of people being absolutely furious. Like to me, this is, you can't trade. I, I'm not saying he's Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, but like given the year and given his emotional state to every fan, like I, you cannot trade this guy for pick 13. You, you just can't. Even though like, I understand you can, I have no problem with you having the conversation and there's value in it, right? Because you immediately, let's just say you get a really good player you get a guy under contract at a much cheaper number, but you're starting a young. If to me, if you had you know Matt Ryan or you know in his prime Philip Rivers or something, maybe you could do something like this. But as we've talked about, like you're pretty dependent on a young quarterback that you don't even need to throw this guy the ball; you just hand it to him. Uh, he's as he's as uniquely valuable to the 49ers as any receiver is in the league, and. So you would put incredible pressure on whoever you draft at 13, which I sh- I won't say would have to be a receiver, but 13 seems like where a receiver is going to go this year in the draft, right? You got Garrett Wilson and Drake London and Jamison Williams and Chris Olave. And I don't know about you. I watched some Traylon Burks tape the other day, the Arkansas guy. He looks like an animal. I watched some George Pickens tape the other day. He looks like an animal. Don't forget about – remember John Mechie? John Mechie. Now he's a little later, but the Born point ACL. is – I know. No, I know. But the point is, there are just some really good receivers in this draft. And around 13 is where really good receivers go. Right. So I'm not saying you would have to draft a receiver at 13 because you don't have to do anything, but you would need to absolutely, you'd need to nail the pick and you would just put an incredible amount of pressure, not just on that player, 
but you'd put a lot of pressure on Trey. I keep going back to this. Any money you spend around a young quarterback is money you are spending on the young quarterback. So like like Miami this offseason with their yeah. guy, right? When you pay Trent Williams and then you draft Trey Lance, part of the money you're paying Trent Williams is an investment in Trey Lance. When you pay George Kittle, you are investing in Trey Lance. When you pay Debo Samuel, you are investing in Trey Lance, who you've already invested a lot in. You are helping him succeed, which is... The Bills Bills did it when they traded for Diggs, right? It's what this whole thing hinges on. The entire thing. The Debo's been the thing we talk about. We talk about Jimmy and Jimmy and Jimmy and Jimmy and Jimmy. The thing that matters more than anything else is that Trey Lance is your franchise quarterback for the next 12, 15 years. That is what matters the most. And you are investing in him when you spend money on Debo Samuel. And when you trade Debo Samuel, you are risking Trey Lance's future. Big dumb. I, I I think it can't be on the table. Now, un- unless he told you, like, we will never play for you again, which even then I, I wouldn't believe him. <laughs> but I, I don't think you could make the trade. Even though you could have a conversation and you could get to the point where, what if we got Chris Olave? Could he give us at a cheaper, and this guy's really good, right? Now, is he a lock to be there? I think it would, It I think one of the top three wide receivers would be there if Jamison Williams hadn't torn his ACL because there's so many pass rushers and there's some offensive linemen that they would take up space in that top 10 that one of the top three wide receivers. But I think the Niners couldn't take Jamison Williams with a torn ACL. They, they just couldn't. You you couldn't risk that, right? Even though in no. a year he might be Tyreek Hill or you know some incredible player because he was incredible in college. Could the, like, Chiefs, could the Chiefs do that? You one million percent. Yeah, yeah, they okay. will do that. <laughs> it will honestly wouldn't shock me if they traded up a little bit to get him. Uh, I heard DJ like this guy was born to play in the Chiefs. It's like, yeah, he probably was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's I, I just don't think you can do it. You, you can't risk it, even though like, again, when they made the trade for for Buckner, it made a lot of sense. You know what happened since? Buckner goes to Pro Bowls every year, and the Niners, that pick that they use on that player has given them nothing. Now, they've been lucky that the best assistant coach on the staff on defense is an elite defensive line coach. Think how much better they would have been the last two years if they would have had him playing well, right? He's been gone, disappeared. And what if, I say this all the time, just because like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, some of these guys have hit the ground running, there have been some Ragers. There have been like Devontae Smith, it was a work in progress. Like it's not not every guy just dominates. And and the difference is some of these guys get to go to shittier teams. It's not whatever. You're not getting judged. Like Higgins was Higgins truly getting judged up until this year, and he was ready to roll, right? And I'm not saying he wasn't good as a rookie or whatever, but whoever that guy would be, I'd also say this. The difference too is whoever you're replacing him with. Probably even more than like the Tyreek Hill thing. It's like whatever you had to build your team around Patrick Mahomes' money. The Devontae thing, he forced his way out. So it's like, if the Packers do take someone at one of those picks, they would have rather had Devontae. So it's no one, you would have actively chose to get rid of Debo to do this. That guy would have the ghost of Debo Samuel around him. It's like, you got to be as good as Debo. <laughs> yeah, the difference too with the Because that was is- Kinlaw's thing right away. It's like, hey, you don't need to be Buckner right away, but you got to be good. And he yeah. just couldn't even play, really. But that's the difference, right? Is the guy that replaces... 
DeForest, just, you just need 85%, right? You just need 85% of DeForest Buckner at a fraction of the cost plus Ayuk. And Kinlaw probably would have been that if he could have just stayed on the field. Right? And maybe he, he so still big. can be. Maybe he still can be. The Chiefs, the guy that replaces Tyreek Hill, where would you say he has to rank on the Chiefs offense? Well, wouldn't you say, though, maybe he still can be, but like they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. What if last year he just gave him seven sacks extra if he had been fully? like yeah. That cost him a little bit incrementally. Yeah. Sorry, what did you say about Tyreek? Well, just the, the guy who replaces Tyreek at best has to be the third best player on the Chiefs offense, which is expecting a lot. But, you know, you got Kelsey and you got Patrick Mahomes. Debo was, in some ways, you could argue Tyreek was the best player, but Debo is the best player on the 49ers offense right now. He was the best player on their offense. He is. He's on their team, just regardless of what his Instagram says. He's on their team. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like, AJ Brown, by the way, takes Tennessee off his Instagram. Like you don't, you're on the team. You don't, we don't get to pretend like you're not on that. You're on the team. Uh, but anyway, good tactic. Uh, so, okay. I, yeah, this isn't Facebook. Like you don't, you don't get to actively break up with them. You know, <laughs> you, it's not a relationship. You just get to walk away. I, you, Alex says, I, would technically be Debo's replacement. If we draft a receiver in the first, I'd argue you're replacing I, not Debo. Well, then you've downgraded your team. Yeah. Cause I, even if IU takes another step, what well, we just witnessed out of Debo, like that ain't, it's an impossible step to take. Like that was, that's one of the greatest 10 game stretches we've ever seen in NFL history. Is it not? I mean, I just, yeah, it is. It, it's, it, we, we've been watching football as adults now for almost 20 years. Like that's, that's as good as it gets, guys. Like it just, that's, it doesn't get any better. Now, maybe like IU can become a pro bowler. Hell, maybe he has like an all pro season. The chances that it's that. It's just not because part of it is you didn't have to throw him the fucking ball. You just handed it to him. That was part of it, right? You just handed it to him. And what did it equal? Eight touchdowns. Eight. The second half of the season, eight. Handing him the ball. Not on jet sweeps and stuff. Him lining it running back and you running outside zone or power or whatever. And it looked like, yeah, he's a top five running back. No one even argued that. Like, yeah, Debo's probably top five running back. He just turned into a running back. It was a top five running back. He's like, God, the Cowboys are like, oh, we wish Zeke still looked like that. I mean, he's running by guys. Did, didn't you have the stat? Like half of his rushing touchdowns were like 20 plus yards. And yeah, it makes we sense. just added like, it up. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was crazy. He's he's hitting big plays in the run game, right? Which Explosive. Is a, which is a Kyle specialty, right? It is. It is. When they but, were winning two years ago with Mozart was hitting hey, them. Breda was hitting them. Yeah, but but we've got a plenty of Kyle Shanahan data. He hasn't done it with the with a he hasn't done it with one person doing both things before. No, because I got like who, who is that human being? Bur- Burrow to Chase makes the case so much better to try and make Lance to Watson happen. Christian Watson, I disagree. I, I mean, can Christian Watson catch? We do not compare North Dakota State wide receivers to Jamar Chase, a guy who sat out the season, went five overall, and had one of the better rookie seasons we've ever seen. After literally his teammate, who both were part of, I don't know, the greatest college football offense in the history of the sport. I appreciate North Dakota State. They are a big time program for what they do. Jamar Chase, if he went to to play it at that level, I mean, come on. I think the better question is the group of other guys we're talking about. Like, could you risk it on Trey Burks, Trey Lynn Burks, who he ran four five five, 
you know, now Debo, I don't I, think. I watched well, the tape, John. He's running away from Alabama, though. You no, know, he's he has dominated since he got there. I, I had someone DM me that two people actually DM me. One that said they watched him in high school, and they said by the time he was a senior, every person that had kind of watched his career went, this is probably the best high school athlete we've ever seen. And another guy that says he's an Arkansas Razorback season ticket holder with his dad or his grandpa and has been going to the games the last couple of years said he's never they've never had a guy quite like that. Like it's it was special to and and look who they're playing, right? I mean they are Alabama, LSU. I'm pretty sure Ar- is Arkansas in the West or are they in the East? I feel like they're in the West. Get the Google machine on that one. So they're playing LSU, Auburn, A&M. I mean it's uh, yeah. Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, AM. Wait, say that again? That's not right. Uh, AM's in the West. The Kentucky, Tennessee, the East. Southeastern. Oh, wait. These are overall standing. Sorry. So, but regardless, I mean, he's, he's playing them all. He plays Alabama every year. Maybe they are in the East. No, I think they're in the West. I think you're right. Uh, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Alabama, AM, Mississippi State, LSU, Auburn. That's your SEC West. So, yeah, they're in the West. Pretty decent. <laughs> Not that Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Missouri, Florida, and Vandy are chumps. I mean, Vandy, but Missouri's not very great, are they? Uh, no. I mean, they did go six and seven last year, but A they, won three, they won three SEC games. I don't know who they beat. I'm guessing Vandy. Well, Vandy for sure. But Derek Mason's anyway. still the coach there? Oh, no, he got fired. Yeah, they hired uh, They hired like one of their alums, I think. Oh, yeah. Dershowitz or something? Uh, I saw K- Khalil Shakir I just saw was on NFL Network. He's been making the rounds. Yeah. Good good, good job by his uh, booker. All right, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at ButcherBox. ButcherBox.com slash ham. Free ground beef for life. You get two pounds of ground beef for free. It's 100% grass-fed, grass-finished in every order for the life of your membership. ButcherBox.com slash ham. Yep, guy. I just looked in my freezer. I have so much meat. I need to start cooking it. And when you order butcherbox.com slash ham, uh, each box can, can, contains eight to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals, 24 people. In these times, guy, when I, I went to the grocery store earlier today just to get a couple things, and it was like, well, how much am I paying? Well, ButcherBox takes care of you. They deliver it to your house. You don't even need to go to the grocery store, and it feeds so many people. And then when you use butcherbox.com slash ham, you get free ground beef for life. Free ground beef for life. Two yeah. two pounds uh, an order. How do you beat that? Feed so many people or just you over and over and over and over again. Each box contains between 8 and 14 pounds of meat, depending on which box you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals. You can customize your own box or you can just go with one of the prepackaged boxes that ButcherBox has. But either way, you get exactly what you want. Do it. Your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. New members get free ground beef for life at butcherbox.com slash ham. Two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Go to butcherbox.com slash ham for that deal. Also brought to you by Indeed. Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Right now, through the end of the month, you get to upgrade your job post, a $75 sponsored job credit at Indeed.com slash ham. Yep. Indeed. 
uh, helps you guys. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner with instant match. As soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. So listen, we're all looking for different things and different jobs, different people. You don't want to waste any time. It can be really time-consuming. You want to get the high-level people, and that's where Indeed basically queries it out, puts them in the right box, exactly what you're looking for, and makes it easy. With Instant Match, over 90% of employers get a quality candidate as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. So candidates that you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search. Start hiring right now. $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post. Go to Indeed.com slash ham. Offer valid through April 30th. Indeed.com slash ham to claim your $75 job credit before April 30th. Indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Uh, Schefter must have been on NFL Live or something. This last tweet by Akash basically just uh, kind of transcribing it. Here's what Schefter said on TV. SF Ed, San Francisco <laughs> would pay Debo today, tomorrow, and the next day. It's not hard to figure out what the contract would look like. This, I think, is Debo not wanting to get a deal done. The 49ers are ready. Debo's the one that put a halt to everything for right now. Interesting. So when he says it's not hard to figure out what a deal would look like, is he saying they're ready to pay him like Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams? Uh, I I have a hard time seeing them willing to do that. So but what yeah, does it mean? So what? So what is he saying? Say, read, read me that line again. The 49ers mm-hmm. would pay Debo Samuel today, tomorrow, and the next day. It's not hard to figure out what the contract would look like. I think this is Debo not wanting to get the deal done. The 49ers are ready. Debo's the one that put a halt to it all. Well, I mean, Debo, is it also partly Debo's agent going, I've got all three of these guys here. I want to get everybody paid the same amount of money. I got to get the Titans, the Seahawks, and the 49ers all in the same neighborhood. And I'm going to use my other two guys for each individual guy, right? So we're kind of in this together. Something in that, maybe. To me, it's not hard to figure out what a deal would look like. Well, yeah, it kind of, I mean... I think it is, unless the 49ers are willing to give them 65 guaranteed. Yeah, to me, it's hard to figure out what a deal... Which maybe they are if it's a five-year deal and they push everything back, but it's really a three-year deal, right? Maybe Debo doesn't want to play running back anymore, even though every time he talked about it, he loved it. Because like what you were saying about Charlie Woods, what you get a lot of adulation for, usually embrace. He was kicking ass. Why wouldn't you want to play running back? Started making t-shirts. Wide back. So I... Now, from a money standpoint, maybe he realized, like, is this the way to go? Now, once you get paid, why does it matter? I don't know. Well, I mean, start with the post that he liked, right, if we accept that. And then there was the report that he wants $25 million a year, right? What was the post he liked? $25 million or nothing less or whatever along those lines, right? Pay me, motherfuckers! So if we just go off the average per year, Tyreek's is 30, Stefan Diggs is 24, Devontae's 28. Okay, so let's just start with 25. He wants 25. It would give him, I guess, 
yeah, of the deal signed kind of this offseason, it would put them behind Tyreek and Devontae, but 25 is 25, right? Yeah. Well, to get to 25, you're talking about four for 100 or five for 125, right? And five mm-hmm. for 125 would be more annual va- total, sorry, would be a more, would be a greater total value than Tyreek, which is 120. It would not be Devontae's total value, which is 140. These are not the real, you know, these are just the basic numbers of the contract. So if he said, I want five for 125, okay, 25 a year, what would that guarantee then have to be? Would he take 60? Well, I mean, a, a $60 million guarantee is what Michael Thomas got with a $96 million contract. It's what Amari got with a $100 million contract. So I'm going to take, so you, know, you have to do those percentages real quick, but yeah, you're you're basically giving me more fake money to make it look good, where it's actually not. Right. It gets a little more complicated. And so, if you're if, short-term dealing me, you think I'm just a short-term little rental here, at a high price, though. Yeah, but if you're the Niners, you don't want to give them. Do you want to give them three for seventy-five, fully guaranteed? So I've given you seventy-five million dollars. I have top Tyreek. I have top Devontae in the full guarantees, and then I got to do this again in three years. We'll deal with three years when three years comes, though, right? Okay, you just, but you just don't give out those total guarantees for such a short. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind doing three years, three years, seventy five guarantee and sixty two. Yeah, I mean, look, I look at it this way: if Amari got sixty, I think the Debo is Amari, a more valuable. Amari, Amari had been immediately good when he got to the pros. I, I understand, but I also think Debo His right peak now was is not as better. Peak, yeah, Debo is better right now than Amari was when he got that money. And Amari some, had, you know, been dinged up a little here and there. said that Amari looked like the next Jerry Rice uh, early in his career. Guy Averman said that. His footwork, John. He did. I mean, it was it was just his body language. Okay. I, I, one thing I think we, we, we own learned about Amari. Amari doesn't not like football, but I don't think he loves football quite on Jerry's level. I, I wouldn't put him in the Tom Brady, Tiger Woods category of just being all in on it. I think Amari, if you follow him on Instagram, is. Even like Devontae, like Devontae runs circles around him in terms of love of football. Go go back to Schefter, though. Instead of what Schefter is saying, let's talk about the fact that Schefter is saying something, which means the Niners are telling Schefter, right? We're trying to, do, we're trying to, we're trying to finish this. We don't want to drag this out. Yeah, we are not. What they're saying is we are not, not trying to nickel and dime our best player here. No. That's, what, that's why Schefter says that, right? Because somebody told him that. Well, listen. Contract negotiations can just get a little weird. There is there is a nature to that. Helen, every last year DeAndre Ayton, the Suns refused to give him max amount, and he's playing this year like he's not. He didn't get a new contract like a lot of most young guys of his status do. Now you could be like, well, Robert Oliver's a little cheap, but I'm just using them as an example. Like contract negotiations. Anyone listening to this who's fought for a raise, or if you run a business and you negotiate, it's not always black and white, whether it's you're talking about a $80,000 salary, whether you're talking about a million dollar salary, whether you're talking about astronomical amount of money like Debo Samuel, like it should be a little back and forth. Cause you know why your wants and needs, I would say 99% of the time just aren't always going to align because one side's always going to want more. One side's always going to want to get less. And I know Parag told us this and he's not wrong, that like you always want to make a deal a win-win, but in the history of deals, in any partnership, like this partnership is not like 
I can't get a bonus that outdoes your bonus. Like we just split the pot 50-50. But most people, if we were doing a deal together, like a business partnership, like I had a business, you had a partnership business, more than likely, big picture, someone is going to quote unquote, if you just is going to be 58 and 42, right? That's just the way a deal works. Like, wouldn't you say Khalil Mack probably got the better end of the deal than the Bears? Yes. You know, so I guess what I'm saying, but it's not like the Bears, that's not 80-20, but it's probably 60-40, not 50-50. So that, that's why these negotiations, and Khalil's a good example of like, or Steph Curry's Max or LeBron's Max, it's like kind of no-brainer. No-brainer, like it's just not a no-brainer. Like Joe, hey Joe, Spotify, we'll give you uh Monte, what do you want? Just Debo's not in that camp. So when you're not in the no-brainer, I'll give you whatever you want camp, it's going to get weird. So the, uh, the Niners can, we'll give them, like, are, you'd really give them whatever you want? Because I don't believe that. Yeah. But I, I also think that Niners are, the Niners are not doing the exploding offer thing. It's April 19th. Here's They know what they're willing to pay. And I think there's probably a security for the agents for CAA here to go, all right, we've got, we know what that is. We got to check on DK. We got to check on AJ. Let's try and do all these things together. Those guys are all those, those three players are in a bit of a weird boat here too. Would you feel comfortable? Would you feel comfortable if you were in their individual shoes? Now they're all younger guys. So it's like, we have more life experience, but I don't know if I'd love that. Well, that's what to me is weird. It's like, who would be the top dog? Well, yeah. also, you're saying to your agent, well, what's he going to, what are they offering him? Well, I want to know what the Titans are offering AJ, but if I'm Debo, I don't want AJ to know what the Niners are offering me. Well, now, maybe they do. Get, maybe they're sharing that information, but they each want to win the deal. Are they going to get the same exact deal? Yeah, more than likely, one of them is going to trump the other at the end, right? Someone's going to come in last, even if it's 500,000 each. Like it's going to be 500,000. Well, the question is it going to be the first guy that signs? Well, what if what if Handy's to like AJ? Well, Debo's going to make a little more because taxes. You have no state income tax. You're going to end up making way more money. You know, gotcha. Yeah, because that is true. Like Nashville has no state income tax. So if I sign you to sixty million dollars and Debo gets sixty two, he's taking home more. Right. Debo's going to get fucking crushed. I I think it's. I I do think it's interesting that Schefter said that today. uh, Aside from all the little details, that the Niners are saying, "Look, man." We want this guy on our team, and we think we can do what it takes to make him happy. But we know the Niners don't ever just roll over and just hand out a blank check. Well, when when Kyle and John eventually in the next before Thursday, and there are no rush because they don't have a pick till the end of the second round. Next so Thursday, play. not this. Yeah, until until the draft. So you know, whatever, seven days. Eight eight days basically they have to give their mandatory press conference. You have to talk before. That's why you see a lot of these coaches talking. And I think like a guy like McAdoo falls under like your new coordinator has to talk sometime during the offseason, so it's an easy one. To me, the number one question was at the owners meeting was about Jimmy. To me, Jimmy now is no longer the number one pressing question when those guys sit down. I bet the first question they get is the Debo Samuel contract situation, right? Yeah. yeah. And and then you could then it's gonna piggyback and like do you feel comfortable with Trey without Debo around like it, it could be like seven questions based off that situation you know how does this impact Nick Bosa's situation it doesn't feel like remember I guess last year they just let Nick and he was rehabbing his ACL remember he stayed in Florida the entire OTAs yeah 
which wasn't that weird at all. But like, is he showing up this year? Now he's making way more money. It's a little different, but this could turn into the Mac Jones press conference again. When Kyle got edgy, <laughs> that was that press conference, right? It was that Monday. Is that when he says, ideally, you want Drew Brees mixed yeah, with a little Lamar that Jackson? Was that, press, that was that press conference. <laughs> you know, ideally, you're looking for Drew Brees, pinpoint accuracy, elite character, family man, multiple kids, very serious, first guy in, leaves after me. But I also want him to have the feet of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> with Brady's quick release. Yeah. Who well, can I handle mean, me yelling at him all the time? <laughs> you know, it is the... Um, it is the Trey Lance show now. I mean, the Niners Tuesday report, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a part of it. Rap Sheet was tweeting that the first thing in the morning. You you showed me what uh, Mayoko wrote, which is that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be there for organized conditioning with the 49ers. Oh, wait. Mayoko wrote it about Debo. Sorry. Rap Sheet wrote it about Jimmy. Jimmy. Do I have that right? Yeah. Same Result, but different we're not story. big J journals. It doesn't matter. Well, I just want to make sure I get it right. But anyway, the point is Garoppolo's not there, and uh, it sounds like he's not going to be there anytime soon. Wh- which is not which is not that weird, right? No, right. it's not. It's not weird at all. It would be weird as you've been talking about if he was there. Uh, now, one thing Rap Sheet said, I saw the clip of him on NFL Network saying, "Now look, he went through the whole thing, and then he said, now look, you know, in the end, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get traded. And is there a scenario where he's just around and then he's their quarterback? Yeah, I guess that could happen. But I, I think, um, you know, we have you reach all these kind of progress points along an offseason. And one of them is when does your quarterback walk into the room and there's no question who the guy taking first team reps ultimately is going to be as long as he's the only guy in the room. And that's right now when guys are showing up for workouts, who's the quarterback? That should be the one beating everybody down the down the line in sprints. It's Trey Lance, right? Like everything Trey Lance did while Jimmy Garoppolo was there had a bit of a safety net to it. Any mistake Trey Lance made ultimately was the mistake of a backup quarterback. Any success he had was ultimately last year the success of the 49ers backup quarterback. Well, if Jimmy Garoppolo's not there, then there's two things that happen. There is either Trey Lance takes a step back and allows a leadership void to exist or Trey Lance steps into the leadership void that exists when a quarterback is not around because a quarterback is a natural leader. And um, Trey Lance is going to step into that. That's uh, There's no question about how this how that is going to work. You the think time is now. Their, their first uh, weight room sesh, he's the guy that goes, bring it up, boys! I think he probably does. Uh, George, I, think I, he, George I, think I got this one. Bring it up, boys! <laughs> Trent. Oh yeah, Trent's probably in Florida or something. And Trent if George is there, or Juice and all, you know, all the, it, I think they want him to do that, and I think they would encourage him to do that, and I think they would leave him the space to do that. Yeah. But you know, for all of the work that Trey Lance put in last year to lay the groundwork for becoming the quarterback of the 49ers, you know, there's more of it that goes into it when the other guy's not around. There are just things you can't do when the other guy's around that you can do now, and he has the free. Well, Free the one thing, the clip you sent me, and listen, I, I, I believe this, that if shit gets weird with Trey, and when we say weird, like he does not look good, or it looks like nothing has changed, Jimmy Garoppolo could be the starting quarterback this fall. Like, that is on the table. Now, I do believe that he has the chance to completely shut that door over the next 45 days. And really, for Kyle, like, the meetings... You know, his intelligence, he's going to know everything Kyle's throwing off him, I would imagine right now, in just their Zoom meetings about the scheme stuff. Who, 
maybe they're adding some stuff, whatever. I, I don't, it's going to come down to the field and when they can really get nitty gritty with football installation and then go out and execute and then coach them up after in the meeting and then come back the next day. And you know, that, that cycle of football where if he goes, Kyle goes, I got something here, but if it goes, uh, to me, Jimmy is on the table and just because he's still around, if he hadn't been around, Kyle would have to figure it out. But Kyle, you know, there is a contingency plan here. Not I, I they they didn't want it to be this way, but it's here. It's it happened. And the contingency plan, like ultimately, like it's if he sucks and sucks for Kyle standard could be pretty high. And only he would probably truly know that. And maybe like his close, close confidant coaches would understand that. Maybe the players, George and Usechek, some of those guys could probably figure it out, but He's this is a big 45 plus days till summer break guy. Like when we go to practice, is it like, God damn, that looks sweet? Or it was like, oh, you know, balls are kind of flying around. Because if balls are flying around, you'd be like, well, that happens too with Jimmy. But the difference is Kyle knows what Jimmy is. He doesn't want to risk whatever this is. And even though he's already put his chips in the middle of the table on this, like to me, having a good OTAs of all the young quarterbacks in the league, like Trevor Lawrence is starting. Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback. The Bears suck, but all they got is Justin Fields. Mac Jones literally was the starter last year. You could say of the group, it ain't even close. Like Trace, kind of under a lot of pressure, right? Good team that the expectation is to compete to win the division. Not even like, can we sneak in the playoffs? Like, What do you think Kyle's thinking? I want to win the fucking division from my guy, right? I want to be a champ again of the division and have a home playoff game. Because when we had a home playoff game, we didn't have to play in negative 17 degrees. Now you could argue that it actually worked to their benefit this year, but that's beside the point, right? Yeah. I yep. mean, it's, this this season is not like, let's just try to get to 10 wins going into week 17, right? This is, we're going to be a power, and we are predicated on this kid being good. And, and who knows? Listen, I maybe they could figure it out where Jimmy take a pay cut and he'd be the best backup in the league. I, I have no problem if that in a vacuum, if that could work, I don't know if it's that feasible because I do think it's very hard just because he has previous relationships. And it's one thing to bring in an outside guy, like the equivalent of Jimmy Garoppolo to back up Trey Lance. It's another thing being the incumbent, being a guy that like it's, I'm not comparing the situation at all, but remember when Alex was really struggling and the famous Chan for Derek Car- or Dave Carr and, there would just be an element if Trey was struggling, it would go full circle and people just like put Jimmy in there, right? You also don't want to ever have factions in a locker room where there's a couple of guys that think Jimmy gives us a better chance to win right now. Or isn't, that why, isn't that why Bill immediately cut Cam once he realized Mac was going to be a starting quarterback? Yeah, yeah. One of the reasons, probably. <laughs> yeah, one of the, but it was just listen, just you go all in on the guy. You know, Cam, Jimmy'd probably be a better backup than Cam. Um, but you can't have. I was talking about no, personality. I bet people were friends oh, yeah. with Cam. Is what yeah. I meant. You can't have. You know, I don't. We don't know if Alex Mack will be back this year. But you can't have Alex Mack sitting there in the O line meeting room going, "I mean, I got to help this guy so much. Jimmy knows the plays. It's so much harder with Trey. You're not. You don't even want that at all, right? And I'm just using Alex Mack because I saw his name on my timeline a lot because people are wondering if he'll be back. I still think it's which, after the draft. We'll know, which honestly, but. like Matt Ryan was swimming his first year starting. Like it's it's going to be a lot for Trey. And this is back to my point of like, it's going to be a lot no matter when you start him, whether he gets three years sitting, 
maybe three years, like maybe Aaron Rodgers. Actually, you know, you spend that much time, you kind of know everything by then. <laughs> you, know, maybe three, you know, if you get multiple years sitting as the backup as a rookie, you probably end up learning a lot. But like to me, it's let's just piss or get off the pot. But I just I know Kyle's not like that. If it was Andy or a guy that was like, yeah, fuck it. I got nothing to prove. Kyle's still like got a lot to prove in terms of how do I win the Super Bowl? And if he doesn't think Trey Lance gives him the best shot this year, I do not believe that he will hesitate to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why I'm telling you, we thought that last training camp was crazy, and it was. I think this OTAs, everyone that's open to the media, is going to be pretty intense Trey Lance watch of like Lombardi and Grant going back and forth on the numbers and disputing the yards per attempt. And we don't get that into the weeds, but we definitely can do the eye test of like, yeah, this looks the part or this doesn't. You know, yep. Because it was pretty clear, like a couple years ago, it's like, goddamn, George Kittle, this guy's fucking sweet. And I'll, that's what was weird, a little weird about last year, because I thought Brandon Ayuk looked good in training camp. But you know, Kyle, Kyle's also big on the meat. This is where Kyle's like Bill, like he's big on this meat. He's big on things you don't even see, like showing up a little late. <laughs> like the the I just was listening to the golf, or uh, I was playing golf. I had the Belichick book. I'm trying to finish it, and it was it gave the part where Jonas Gray ran for four touchdowns on Monday night, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like, either the next week or two weeks later, he shows up like five minutes late. Bill calls him into the office and is like, yeah, man, this isn't acceptable. You're gone. It's like over like that. Yeah. Right. Where if it never – no one would even notice, right? Bill only – no, I'm not in that building, you notice. But I'm telling – I think the 49ers, it's looser environment than the Patriots, but I, Kyle has every meeting room mic'd. He can watch every meeting room from his office. I sometimes I think about that and I'm like, as someone that's occasionally talks some shit, if you're just working with other people, like, how about that guy today? Right. But not even being that mean. Like, I'd be very, I'd be like, uh, Kyle's a great coach, coach. <laughs> you know? How many people have he just caught? He's like, just got his own hard knocks running 24-7. That's listen, as someone that you had to teach me radio, everything can be mic'd up. You would just, it'd be human nature to get like kind of forget. Yeah. Long day, maybe just had a sandwich, sit back, you and the players just emotional a little emotional. Yeah, god damn it, they fucked us. Coach, why didn't you do this? I told you when they were running cover two, and then you're like, Kyle wouldn't let me, man. I told him about that play. And then you look up and the red lights on. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to pretend like you were kidding. And who knows? Maybe that's normal protocol now in 2022 with technology. That seems a little crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be, it's, he's going to get the the chance, but but it's unlike in most situations. You're right. There's just the other driver F1 style is still kind of hanging around in the background until he's gone. He's not gone. Now he does, you know, Kittle, Ayuk, Elijah Mitchell, Sherman will be use check. He still has a lot of people to like make him look pretty good. Right. Well, that's where to me, there's this push and pull. If there is a lot of pressure on him, but at the same time, once the game starts, there's not as much pressure on him because of who's around him. Yeah, even if Debo's a no-show for all of the spring, like you're still throwing it to 85 and 11 a lot, right? Yeah, <laughs> and probably being able to run the ball. And I've we've been to enough Niner practices. It feels like they run the rock a lot in practice. I've been to a lot of Andy Reid practices. Sometimes you just no. don't see a run for a while. <laughs> April on the stream says, I love Jimmy's new Subway Italian something or other sandwich. I just call it the tongue emoji. I mean, heart Jimmy G Subway. We were just talking about this today because I asked you before the show, who do you think is more recognizable to the average person? 
Jimmy Garoppolo or Matthew Stafford. Because I keep seeing these AT&T Stafford commercials and it's, and Stafford is alluding to his situation with the Lions that I don't think your average consumer even understands what's happening or even is sure that they're looking at Matthew Stafford. And he just won the Super Bowl as the quarterback of the LA Rams. I think Jimmy's more recognizable to the average fan. And you made the point, well, it's because women love him. <laughs> and I think that's true. I think that's yeah. true. I think he is... If you have a girlfriend or a wife, even if she does not like football, she has just ended up. Here's the other thing. Jimmy, even if you're not a Niner guy, Jimmy's played in so many big games against all these other big teams. And I think he's just known for being like the best looking guy in the NFL. Guy, he was a backup for Tom Brady, who's also a very good looking guy. And I think most people went, hey, I think Jimmy's better looking. Also, just more normal body type, like 6'2", not 6'6". Just looks a little bit more like a good looking normal human being. Even though he's, you know, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, but the Italian name, is the, it the Capricola. The, the, what is it? What does he say? The ca- Capricola. To, to me, he also always has that like perfect like two day shave. Right? He's never like got the beard, yeah, but he's never yeah. unshaven. So it's just like, God, this guy just looks the part. Felt honestly it took him too long to get a major ad deal, didn't it? Really kind of crazy that it took. What about when they're going to the Super Bowl? Where, where was know, the ideal then? Well, how could he not get like on state farms or something? And all the Travis Matthew deals are so like Alex Smith. They're all under the radar. It's like, yeah, we just put you in the catalog, but there's no ads. I don't really get the Travis Matthew. Deals. I think that deal is just like gear. I'm rich, good looking. Give me sweet stuff. Make me part of the brand and give me a little cash. Well, they did a photo shoot down into Dana Hills High School from what I, from what we heard. They make good shit. I mean, they they really do. But it doesn't feel like Jimmy's a big. It's like I've ever seen pictures of him playing golf. You just you like being comfortable and you like being six three and uh, you know it's size thirty three waist. Is that is that what you'd guess Jimmy's waist is? Uh, maybe a thirty four. Right? What do you think? I mean, big, you know, you got to be pretty big. I mean, you got to be thick to yeah. be an NFL quarterback. Thirty six? You think that's probably too big? Yeah, I feel like what would you guess Trent Williams is? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. What's as big as they they like go to fifty on? Pe- I'm sure they sixty eight. I, I mean, I, we'll pick a number. I mean, that's how high they go. Like what's like uh, Makai Becton, you know, or like Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, probably has some pretty big numbers. I, I would guess Jimmy's thirty four, but like not like he got any roll over the thirty four. You know, it's probably nice and snug, fits yeah. perfect. Belt ain't hanging on for dear life. The zipper no. isn't pulling. No, it's just it just fits. Like that, that's what thirty four was made for. Whatever his size is, was like made for that. Like I, I don't know if I have a true size. It just kind of rotates. You know, it's like a little tight, a little big. I don't even know. Uh, update on the um, well, what's our guy's name at Cal Poly, John? Lee? Uh, Brooks Lee. Brooks, Brooks Lee. Lee. Brooks Lee. Uh, Stanford Cal Poly tonight. Just uh, just texting with uh, Stanford pitching coach uh, Thomas Eager, John. He said um, uh, he said we're at Firestone right now. So big pregame meal. What's well, a big game for him, right? Going back to uh, back. we were on a DM change on Instagram with his wife's brother. I think My, could be off uh, there. No, his uh, yeah, his wife uh, Thomas Eager, who's the Jenna, who I went guy. to Cal Poly with, his wife's brother. Yeah, is a listener. Yeah, so Jenna, his wife, lived down the street. Thomas Eager, who. You know, I don't know if he actually ever made it to the bigs. I think he was like a third or fourth round pick was on one of our, he played on our, the baseball team the whole time. But at one point in time, we had a good squad, Gary Daly Jr., who was, I think, like a second round pick by the Cardinals, was our Friday night guy. Thomas was the Saturday night guy. Gary Daly 
was like pretty good. And then he went to Cape Cod League and mm. dominated. And it's like, the this guy's the next Mark Pryor. But then he didn't live up to the hype. You know, I think women, I don't know, I couldn't focus, but maybe just wasn't. It's just hard. You know, part of it is just hard. Like, yeah, you buy a pitch well there. They have wooden bats, and then it's just, it's difficult. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis easily find high quality meat and seafood you can trust 100 percent grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping butcherbox is offering you Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on prize picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to league of legends and everything in between it's really simple to play you make your picks submit an entry in less than 60 seconds i'll do it at halftime of a basketball game and i also have some season long more or less picks on mlb homers you may remember i've got less on otani homers this year we'll see and at halftime of your next nba blowout game just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, very hard. Baseball feels like it has baseball. way more like I was a second round pick. 
It's like, did you ever make it? No, I got to AAA. But it's like, if you're a second round pick in the NBA or definitely the NFL, it's like, yeah, played seven years. <laughs> yeah. And by the <laughs> way, just, if you got to AAA, it's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. But there is a big difference of like never getting to the show. No, I, I know a lot of guys that got drafted. Like I remember when I was in college that would get drafted and they would be like out of baseball a year later. Like it just happens. Fat. There's just so many people. It's crazy. Hard to hit, man. Hard to hit, hard to pitch. Hard sport. I mean, it's hard, but hard anyway. sport, man. Uh, big game tonight. Big uh, big freshman on the mound for Stanford from what I saw. Stud. Actually, he's a good hitter. Mississippi uh, Player of the Year. Gatorade Player of the Year, I think. Braden Montgomery is his name. Mark Mark Pryor went to USC. Huh? Mark Pryor went to USC. Yeah. Who's Mark McGuire or Randy Johnson, USC? I'm trying to think. Stan- didn't Stanford have some legendary pro guys? Or feels like USC had the fucking some guys in the 80s and 90s. Uh, John Elway and John Lynch both played baseball at yeah, uh, pretty good. Stanford. They've done um, Jed Lowry. Recently. Where is their Where is their baseball field? You know, like where the football practice field is in the in the right next area. Door. Yeah, right out there. Yep, the path that walks that leads you away from the arena. The bat, you know, the basketball arena is right there by the football practice field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the football like, offices you know are right. You know there. where their offices are with the basketball court on the bottom. So when you yeah, when you walk away from the football offices between the swimming and diving facility on your left and the practice field on your right, you're walking right at the baseball field. It's right there. Can you walk? I haven't been there in a long time. Can you walk from like where the football practice field is to the Stanford golf course? Or is that a long way away? Uh, I think, you know, I've, when I went to the Stanford golf golf course, I didn't walk there. I drove there, but yeah, I think you can walk, maybe take a bike or something, but it's not that far. Do you drive up the hill or did you drive Mm -hmm. down low and then walk on the course kind of? Because you know, up the hill is where the clubhouse is. You hit it yeah, over the drove freeway. up the hill and then yeah. walked down. Got you. Uh, do you remember Ryan Garko? He's a Stanford guy. Sam I, Fold. Remember yeah. Sam Fold? Stanford wasn't guy. he? Wasn't he going to be the manager of the A's or the Giants? Isn't he like one of Billy's and Farhan's guys? He's on the he's on the Philly staff. Yeah, it felt like he's an up and comer. Uh, Mike, Mus- guys. I'd say Mike Musina might be one of the great right knuckle curve Stanford guys. Yep. That's a good one. Jeffrey Hammonds. Remember Jeffrey Hammonds? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Stephen Piscotti, Carlos Quinton, Jack, Black Jack McDowell. Stephen Piscotti went to Stanford. Yeah. Ed Sprague, Jason Castro. They've had Jason, some guys. Jason Castro's from Bay Area. You know, doesn't beat Ozzy Smith and Mike Kruko, but not bad. <laughs> it's tough to beat, John. That one's tough to beat. You got it. You got Aaron Judge. I mean, I wish best? I had. Who's Fresno's most legendary baseball guy? I mean, Judge, Terry Pendleton, uh, Jeff Weaver. Oh, Jeff yeah. Weaver would be one. The, the, Mark Gardner. The, old, the older brother, right? The older brother. Who pitched older for the Yankees. Yep. They both yeah. had skinny genetics. What do you think their waists were? About 31s? <laughs> yeah, it's so skinny. I mean, the Weavers were both like 6'5", a buck 95, soaking wet. Maybe. If you told me... I would guess the dad at minimum six four and the mom no chance she's any shorter than five eight. Like you just don't produce two kids that look identically like that and be not have a certain size of the parents, right? Like it's not like one kid was tall and the other was six feet. They were both they look the same. Bean poles. The, the exact same. The younger one that went to Long Beach State, I think we've talked about this, married a girl who we went to high school with, Mike Travis's sister. Jared is married to a girl oh. from Davis. Is it Jared or Jeff that owns the car dealerships? 
Uh, no, it's the left-handed pitcher from the Angels. It's not a Weaver. It's a who was the left-handed pitcher? Kind of cool, long hair, and he so, oh. he he doesn't own it anymore. Yeah, so. not Cole Hamels. Uh, but kind of that vibe. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Angels pitcher. It was like high-end cars. Yeah, and he but he got signed like a hundred thirty million dollar contract. He was he owned a Mercedes dealership in Fresno. C.J. Wilson. C.J. Wilson. Yeah. C.J. Wilson. C.J. Wilson, man. Yep. You're just living, you know. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging, everybody. We'll uh, we'll when there's news, ham is there. Blue collar, <laughs> important. Enjoy your off. Yeah, I mean, Debo's just getting a six month vacation here. <laughs> I think he's gonna waltz back in with a big contract. Interesting. Something interesting that the Niners have broken their kind of leaky. You know, they're it's it's not a leak, but just that they clearly. Yeah, they've been working it. I mean, rap sheet didn't come out of nowhere on the Jimmy stuff. They don't want no, to be like, no, where's but Jimmy? That's, the That's, same thing over and over again. This Debo Schefter thing's a little different than what we've been getting. Yeah. All right. Capricola. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.